Hey, beautiful people, it's Angel Janelle, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Outlet Podcast. Hello, 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 beautiful people. I hope all of you are well today. Um, I am excited about this episode. I feel like I say that each week, (laughs) but I really am. I'm really excited um, to talk about today's topic. And today I would like to talk with you all about how God uses heat to transform us. I think this topic kind of was sparked from a video I posted a while ago on social media about how we have these messages of encouragement, right? Where someone is saying, I know when you're preparing to bake a cake and you have all these ingredients out, you look at these individual ingredients and you don't see how it's going to work together and make this final product, which is such a sweet um, dessert. However, when you mix these things up, it has to go through a process. And after you go through that process, it transforms into the cake, right? And we're just like, oh, yes, thank you. Amen. This is so true. But the part that no one talks about. We talk about the individual ingredients. We talk about the mixing of these ingredients together to create something special, but we don't talk about the thing that really transforms the dessert, and that's the heat, right? You can take those ingredients, mix them up all you want. It does not turn into a cake. You just have cake batter, And while still kind of yummy, it has some raw ingredients that need to cook, right? (laughs) So we need the heat. And I think this is a mindset that we have to adopt as people who are living for God. And it's hard, especially living for God in your 20s. Like there are so many different outs that are available and waiting for us when we're going through fiery trials other than God, right? We could either turn to the Lord when we're going through sufferings or trials and trust that it will all work together for our good. But then there are these other outlets that are available. Like some people turn to alcohol, some people turn to weed, some people turn to people, some people turn to isolation, right? These are things that God does not want us to turn to because he's the only one that can really fix the situation. He's the only one that can give us the endurance to make it through the situations, to grow through them and learn what it is he desires for us to learn through those situations. So I kind of want to talk about this a little bit more. Um, again, we have these ingredients. We take this cake batter that we've now mixed. We have everything in the bowl and we have to transfer this batter into the pan. We have to put this pan into the oven. Now, Ovens are hot. (laughs) Like, there's no other way to say it. Like, ovens are hot. (laughs) And when you put this cake into the oven, you have an expectation that it will not. I'm sorry. When you put this cake batter into the oven, you have an expectation that when you take it out, it won't look the same way it did when you put it in. And when God allows us to go through these fiery trials, when God allows us to be tested and and to endure sufferings, The expectation is that we won't look the same way we did when we came out. And because God's timing is so perfect and everything about him is perfect, the way he orchestrates our lives is just perfect, right? He knows how long we need to stay in the fire so that we're done, right? The transformation is complete. 
He doesn't leave us in there longer than we need to be because then we'd burn, right? He doesn't take us out too soon because then we won't be complete. He leaves us in this heat and this process for a specific time that he has designed for us. And when we're in this heat, I, you know, cakes don't think. Cake batter can't think and say, well, dog, it's hot in here, right? But I'm human and I can tell you when I'm in a fiery trial, when I am going through something that I know is going to bring God glory, because whether you believe it or not, our sufferings will bring God glory as long as we're leaning on him and depending on him throughout the suffering, as long as we're trusting in him and trusting in his word and believing that he is who he says he is, that he really is Jehovah Jireh, that he really is there through all things and that he'll never leave us or forsake us. When we believe those things and we cast our cares on him and we live it out, even in our sufferings, God will be glorified because people on the outside, they don't see the pain that you're enduring. And they don't hear the negative things that people are saying about you because you're trying to live a life that's set apart. And I know some of us, um, well, some of you all may still be an undergrad and or you're at a job where you don't have a lot of believers on the job, right? Or you live in an area where living for God just isn't quote unquote cool. Um, we all live in a culture where Christians are often being mocked and ridiculed because we just have a really bad rep. I think we have a bad rep for one because of religion <laughs> and what like traditional religion is what I'm trying to say. We live by these traditions and we then say, oh, this tradition is our Christianity and that tradition doesn't align with the word of God. That's a whole other tangent. But nevertheless, Christians have a really bad rep some places and in culture. God has called us to live a life that's countercultural. He doesn't call us to fit into the box that culture creates for us. He calls us to live a life that's set apart. Um, and when we're living a life that's set apart in a culture that rejects that lifestyle, it can be very hard to stand firm and stay in that heat, trusting God through that process. When I was an undergrad and I was going through... Um, a tough situation, a lot of tough situations. Um, my mom ended up having to have a mastectomy my senior year. And then a couple months after that, my dad had a stroke. And so I'm just like, God, what's going on? Like, what do you, what do you want from me here? <laughs> I can't be there going back and forth. I don't have a car. Um, I want to make sure they're okay. I also want to focus on my grades and I'm trying to be present for my friends and I'm trying to trust you in this, but this is hard. You know, I'll just keep going to power hour, which was the services that they had on Wednesday nights at uh, my campus. I'll go to power hour on Wednesdays and I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep reading my word when what I really wanted to do was just go drink and not because drinking made me feel better. Drinking never made me feel better. It was a distraction. Um, from what I was actually feeling. And sometimes I didn't do the right thing. Sometimes I would go to chapel, I would pray, and I would still go have a drink. And I don't think that's what God wanted me to do. And the reason why I feel like it's not what he wanted me to do is because I don't think God desires for us to distract ourselves from our reality. I think God desires for us to cast our cares upon him. God would have rathered me talk to him about what I was feeling and listen to what he has to say about it. And I think now... It's easier for me to see that God 
you would you were still getting the glory from that you know people would tell me you're going through so much and you're still smiling and you're so strong but it wasn't me it wasn't my strength it was God's strength and anytime I would try to rely on myself for strength I would fail I'd I'd, I'd be so distraught and it would show even more um and I shared that to say that when we're going through these trials, we have to rely on God. We do. We have to. Now, um, again, we're still in the oven. We're still cake batter. God is transforming us. I think that story that I shared with you all that that season that I went through in undergrad, God wanted to use that season to show me that he was faithful and that he cared about me and my family. Um, he cared about things that I desired and prayed about as a child um, because my father getting sick was how my siblings found out that I existed. And as a child, I would always pray like, God, I really want to have siblings. Like I really want the siblings that I technically do have to know that I exist. Like I desire to have family. And I just never got that. I felt like God was just never going to answer that prayer. I felt like maybe I should just stop praying about it. And I did. I stopped praying about it. I stopped believing for it because I had prayed for years. I'd believed for years and nothing had come from that. But it took this moment where I was torn. I didn't know what to do. My dad is sick. Do I say, hey, I'm here. I just want to know how he is. Do I just continue to stay hidden and not not tell anyone that I exist and hope that all is well with him? Or, you know, it was a really hot moment. <laughs> it was a really pressuring moment, a life-changing moment. And I could have stayed hidden in that heat. I could have ran from um, what God wanted to do in my life, but instead I sought him and I ran to him and I just let him lead me. I think for other people, you know, this may not be a lot of people's story. So I think another great example of suffering for God's glory, because a lot that's what these trials are when we're suffering for him. I'm not talking about us making wrong decisions, getting ourselves into situations and being like, God, now nah, if you get me out of this, I promise I won't do that no more. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about suffering for God's glory. Um, and I feel like it's another example of suffering for his glory. And I'm going to use college again as an example and just life in general. Honestly, guys, being talked about it's not uncommon for someone to talk about you or ridicule you when your life doesn't look like theirs and it's not something that they're used to. I know people have talked about me a lot. Girl, you always at church. Man, you ain't fun. You don't want to go do hey do this with us. You don't want to hang out with us. I don't want to smoke with you. That's what I don't want to do. I don't want to get drunk with you. That's what I don't want to do. I love you. I just don't want to do the stuff that y'all are doing. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. That just means that I'm choosing to live the way that I feel the Lord wants me to live. And sometimes we don't see that as a form of suffering, but it is. And it's a form of suffering because we have to give up relationships or in relationships with people that we desire to to love, right? And it doesn't even have to be an intimate relationship. It can just be like friendships. It could be work relationships. Like, yo, 
we have to put some space here, some distance here, because I'm living my life this way, you're living your life that way, and it's just not going to work out. And I feel like God honors that. God definitely honors um, our suffering for him. And when we suffer for God and we include him in those hot moments, he's going to show up. He's going to be there. Um, And Daniel 3 reminds us of that. Um, The Old Testament in Daniel 3, we have the three Hebrew boys who were about to be thrown into the fire because they're not worshiping um, the gods of Nebuchadnezzar. And they were bold, okay? They were like, we know our God. We're going to serve our God. And that's that. Nebuchadnezzar was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all don't want to serve my gods? Oh, okay. Y'all don't want to honor me and do what I'm telling you to do as your king? Oh, okay. So, um he had them thrown into the fire, right? And this furnace was so hot, y'all. He, first of all, he asked them, well, not even asked, he commanded his people, right, to turn the heat up seven times more than it was usually heated. So he was intentionally being evil, you know? He was intentionally, y'all don't want to listen, you're going to feel the heat, for real, for real. They turned up the heat seven times hotter than it usually was heated, And then he commanded that not only Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cast into the fiery furnace, that they were uh, bound together. And um, they were, I'm like, y'all, to me, bounded. Bound in heat. That's misery, right? Not only are you in this furnace, it's hot. You can't move. You You can't do anything. Like, that's misery. That's torture. And... You know, of course, many of us already know this, but some of you may not. Nebuchadnezzar looks and he's like, yo, didn't we, uh, didn't we put three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they were like, yeah, that's true, king. That's, that's what we did. And he said, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Jesus got in the fire with them. Like, (laughs) y'all, he got in the fire with them. When we suffer for Christ, when we are facing fiery trials for God, he will be there in the fire with us. And I really enjoy reading this oftentimes, not solely because um, God got in the fire with them, but because it was noticeable, like, Nebuchadnezzar could see that there was another man in the fire. And that's just a testament to the fact that when God allows these things to occur, it's not because he just wants to hurt you. He doesn't just want to see you endure things that will make you feel miserable. And he doesn't just want to see you bound, but it's because he wants to be there with you. He wants to not only prove to you, but to other people that he really is God, that he really does love you, that he really does care for you. He really does know all things. He does see all things. He does know what's best for you and that he is worthy of the glory in this because who was going to get them out of the fire if he didn't? Who was going to protect them in the fire if God didn't? No one else could do that. God desires to get the glory out of our lives. And if we keep reading, 
after Nebuchadnezzar realizes that there's another man in the fire and that not only are these, there's another man in the fire, but now all four of these men are loose. They're free and they're walking in the fire and they're not hurt. Right. He then says, um, he then identifies Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego as servants of the most high God. And he commands them to come out and come to him. Right. When they came out of the fire, the smell of fire wasn't on them. Right. Their head wasn't their hair weren't wasn't burnt. Their clothes weren't burnt. They just came out of the fire as if nothing had ever happened, (laughs) as if nothing had ever happened. Listen, Nebuchadnezzar then began to bless God. He blessed the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Had they not gone into the fire? He would not have seen God for who he really is. He would not have had the revelation of the almighty God that we have the privilege and honor of serving. And I want you guys to be reminded that when we're in this heat, it's not just about us. God is being glorified. Souls are being brought to him and saved. Like people are being able to see, wow, the God that they serve is like amazing. Like they're going through all this stuff yet they're smiling. They, they have peace. They still have joy. They're still able to love other people. And they're so hurt right now. Wow. What God do they serve? Right. And when you're in that, you're baking that cake in the oven and it's transforming before your eyes. And when you take it out of the oven, most times you're going to share it with someone. You're going to give it to someone else and they're going to testify of the goodness of this cake. They're going to testify of how good it is. And that's what we need to do. And in first Peter chapter four, verses 12, um, yeah, verse 12, we, we are told to not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Um, this is like awesome, right? To know that when we are suffering for God's glory in the same way that he, um, his glory was revealed. We're going to be able to receive exceeding joy and we're going to be able to have the spirit of glory and God rest upon us, right? We are blessed because of this. Um, and this, I hope is an encouragement to you to continue pressing on, even though, um, everyone doesn't understand, even though when you come out of the heat, you don't look the same way you did, you have to like adjust to being in a different form, adjust to being different, right? Other people have to adjust to you being in this new form. Guess what? It's okay. God is going to bless you as you continue to keep him first and you welcome him into that fire with you. Don't shun him. Don't uh, abandon him. Don't turn away from him because it's too hot. Mm-mm, draw closer to him. Allow him to be in that with you. Allow him to do a work in you. You will not regret it. You will not regret it, okay? Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for plugging in with me for another episode. I am very, very grateful. Ooh, and I'm very, very sorry because, y'all, I don't know if y'all can hear this or not, which I'm pretty sure you guys can, but my smoke detector needs new batteries. (laughs) My smoke detector needs new batteries. And my ceilings are really high, so I have to wait for maintenance to come and change it for me because, yeah, your girl's really short. And mm, I take that back. I'm not really short. I'm like average height. But the ceilings are too high and I can't change it myself. So 
I'm sorry about that. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a distraction for you guys as you were listening. I'm pretty sure it wasn't because I know some of y'all, y'all ceilings aren't even high and y'all still don't change y'all's batteries. <laughs> y'all still don't change the batteries and, and y'all smoke detector, but neither here nor there. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I wanted to close out on a positive note, a little laughter, you know, it's good for you. Um, I really pray that all of you have an amazing week and, um, I pray that all of you welcome God into everything that you do, not just your sufferings, but welcome God into those moments of celebration, those moments of relaxation. Welcome him into all things and acknowledge that he is the one true living God who loves you more than anything, loves you more than you could ever love yourself. He, you can only love him because he first loved you, right? So again, thank you guys for plugging in with me. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast, share this podcast with other people. Leave a rating and a review um, and give me your feedback. I love you guys, like, a lot. I really do. Yeah. (laughs) Peace and blessings.